Hello, Internet, and welcome to Gem Jammer. This is a live play Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition podcast with a bit of a twist, which we'll get into later, although some of you may have guessed it based on the title already. Uh, my name is Kit Walker. I will be your dungeon master for this show. And I guess we'll just go around the table, so to speak, and introduce all of us, uh, starting with uh, alphabetical order, Annie. Ah, always. Hi, I'm Annie Creighton. Um, I am... <laughs> She says around the table because, like, we're recording this from, what, three different locations? Yes. Technically four, if we're zeroing in on the fact that Mackenzie and I are not the same location, in the, in, but we are within the same geographical zone. <laughs> I am uh, going to be uh, our cleric, which will be a fun ride for me. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mackenzie. Hi, I'm Mackenzie, uh, otherwise known as Mac. I, as Annie noted... I live in, um, I, I live right east of Seattle, and I am going to be playing our bard. Okay, and uh, mom. Okay, I am mom, otherwise known. <laughs> You're Vicky. Otherwise known as Vicky. <laughs> uh, I am the human ranger in this game. Now, I, I hope you at home are counting because, oh, this is a good party composition. <laughs> <laughs> you may notice the cleric is the only one wearing heavy armor. This is going to be great. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> Everyone's going to die. No, I'm really, really invested in not killing my mom's D&D character, guys. Please. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> yeah, like, there are going to be some people who think, oh, she's going way too easy on them. Yes. Yes, I am. Because I'm really invested in not killing my mom's D&D character. I'm sorry. That's just how I roll. <laughs> yeah, we've played a couple rounds of this already just off the microphone. Um, first, to get a good sense of party composition. And... Second, because uh, some of us are rusty and some of us are brand new at Dungeons and Dragons. Some of us, yes. I'm the some of us, yes. Some of us just dramatically describe our outfits for five minutes. Yeah. Some of us play Dungeons and Dragons every week along with like five other role-playing games, Mackenzie. Oh, damn, I mean, that's true. Yes, that's what I do. In fact, after we get done recording this today, I have an eight-hour D&D session to go to. Good oh lord. God. So yeah, with that, uh, I think uh, we can get into the game proper. So welcome to Gem Jammer. Our story begins in the coastal town of Stormhaven. It's one of the few safe harbors along the shore of the Savage Expanse and has thus become a bustling center of trade and commerce. The swamps and forests surrounding Stormhaven are also notoriously dangerous, which has made the town an informal hub of bounty hunters and adventurers who earn their living escorting caravans, safeguarding farms, and tracking down vicious creatures. On one particular summer night, lights flash in the sky above Stormhaven. Two shooting stars plummet from the sky and arc toward the horizon, falling to the earth in a spectacular ephemeral display. The falling stars cause a brief commotion, spurring the usual doomsayers to declare that the end of the world is at hand, and piquing the interest of several adventuring groups who see profit in scavenging what's left of a fallen star. But for most of Stormhaven's residents, the excitement wears off by the next morning. So uh, we're going to start with Alviva, so describe yourself briefly. Well, I, uh, as I've said, I'm a human ranger, 
And I've lived most of my life secluded in a forest, in the woodland, being raised by uh, an older man, a mentor, who was given to me, or given to him rather, by some elves who found me uh, as a child next to uh, the dead occupants of a caravan. And uh, I had, as a result, ventured out into the world to basically meet people and learn how to function. I'm more com- most comfortable with animals and living alone, but I'm really giving this a shot. And uh, I find sometimes my companions quite bewildering, but I'm learning. I, I, <laughs> I'm learning how to get along and be a member of the group. Okay. The morning finds you, as it usually does, in the woods surrounding Stormhaven. The old man told you to go find your people, and you have, but you can't help but feel dissatisfied with what you found. You don't have much in common with the humans in the city, and you can't seem to connect with them no matter how hard you try. Maybe this isn't what the old man wanted after all. Your thoughts, however, are interrupted by the sound of someone crashing through the underbrush. Up ahead, you see a woman in tattered clothes with a severe limp, weaving unsteadily through the trees. She seems lost and probably won't make it much further on her own. So what are you going to do? Oh, well, I'm going to cautiously, but uh, <laughs> approach her. And uh, I won't touch her, but I will approach her and say to her, uh, you know, is there something that I can do to help you? Okay. Uh, as you get closer, you see that this is a, this is an older woman, maybe late, late 50s, early 60s. Um, hey. <laughs> deeply lined brown skin. <laughs> older. I didn't say old. I said older. <laughs> Uh, she's got long, dark hair streaked with gray. It looks like it's usually pulled back into a rather tight braid, but at the moment it's kind of frazzled and coming out of the braid. Um, and she's wearing what seems to be the remains of some kind of uniform, although you don't recognize what that could be the uniform of at all. As, as you approach, she jumps backwards a little bit, and you see her hands sort of drift under her jacket to where she probably has a weapon concealed. But she appears to quickly come to the conclusion that you're probably not going to kill her, and um, instead says, do, do you know if there's a temple nearby? Um, okay, uh, I do, uh, I, I say as I approach with my hands wide out to my side so that she can see that I'm not reaching for any weapons. Okay. Um, is there uh, something I can do to help you get there, or do you just want instructions? A little help would be nice, and you see she starts to like weave slightly to the side as she says that. Yes, okay. Well, here, let me uh, support you, and we'll find our way to the temple. Okay. So from there, we're going to cut to Cacophony. If you could describe yourself oh, briefly, no. please. Absolutely. I am an Aladrin elf. Um, that's, of course, just kind of a standard elf. I'm, I'm, I'm tall. I've got very long and pointy <laughs> ears. The most magnificent thing about me is that I have a slim athletic build with giant bosom. With a giant <laughs> bosom. It is, it is huge. Um, I'm currently dressed... In, we don't uh, even have your like. We have your body type. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We have nothing about your personality, but we are I leaping head there. first into the cleavage. I'm going to be honest. There. The fact that she started with her enormous bosom is already an indicator of personality <laughs> type. <laughs> I feel. <laughs> I've got a. Uh, I'm currently showing off my magnificent bosom. I'm wearing a very low cut white blouse that is unbuttoned to scandalous levels, and uh, <laughs> that my my blouse is tucked into high waisted black pants that have two golden buttons on either side of my central point and uh they actually shine with a prismatic rainbow if you catch them in the light and i've got thigh high slightly heeled black boots and i've got long 
dark blue hair that catches in the wind wherever I go with an ecstatic way, which might be a cantrip that I'm using, or it might just be how amazing I am. My eyes change color with my Sometime mood. Sometime today, Mackenzie. My, my eyes change color with my mood. Today, I've gone for a heterochromic look. Um, one side is purple and the other side is a bright green. Wow. Also, yeah. um, I, am, <laughs> I am known for being slightly no overdramatic. Sh- and uh perish the thought and i love romance okay so cacophony you've taken up residence in the goat oh, and i'm we- wearing a capelet oh my <sighs> god <laughs> a red capelet cacophony if you're done oh i guess okay You've taken up residence in the Goat and Weasel Tavern, performing there to make a living between grand adventures. Uh, By mid-morning, however, the tavern's common room has emptied out, and you've taken to the streets in search of a proper audience. Of course. To be honest, Stormhaven has started to bore you. Running errands for merchants and farmers can only entertain you for so long, and you've started to wonder if it's time to move on. You scan the crowd and spot a familiar face, Alviva, an odd young woman who's taken up residence in the forest just outside Stormhaven. You've worked with her on a few odd jobs, protecting farms and retrieving lost property, but other than that, you haven't seen much of her. She also appears to be dragging a heavily injured woman around, which is a new and exciting development. How attractive this injured woman. <laughs> I mean, fairly so. She's 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 got that very sort of statuesque look to her. I'm very interested. Um, I, I immediately call out, Alviva, dear, Alviva, it's me. And I'm oh, rushing God. over to her as quickly as I can. Hi, okay. yes, cacophony, hi. <laughs> yes, hello, uh, my darling, I see you're dealing with uh, an injured woman here. Uh, what happened? Uh, I don't know, I just saw her coming out of the forest and she needs a need of assistance to get to the temple. Well, by God, we should get her to Juliana at once, should we not? <laughs> And uh, with that, we're going to go to uh, Jiliana, if you could describe yourself. Jiliana is, uh, she looks human at first glance, but you will notice by her platinum hair, uh, and she's <laughs> definitely a young woman, so platinum hair is kind of a weird thing. Jiliana is an Azamar. Uh, she is a sort of celestial being. She awakened to her powers uh, somewhere in her uh, in her puberty, uh, but she is from a coastal town. She has spent most of her life life in a convent dedicated to a very lesser known incredibly lesser known most people don't know about her at all and think she's making things up goddess of storms and storms and honor named Ethla. and Juliana has left her coastal town and uh, has tried to look very normal despite uh, her platinum hair which is not offset uh, in a particularly low-key way by her brown skin and she has attempted to spread the word of Ethla, and so she has come here. Okay, so uh, Stormhaven's Temple of the Goddess Ethla is a modest institution and largely serves as a house of healing for those who can't vis- afford to visit Stormhaven's more prestigious positions. It's also been your home for the last mm, year or so. And you've been having odd dreams lately, visions of a shadow spreading across the sky and stars winking out one by one. The dreams have made you restless, like someone's trying to tell you something important, but you can't figure out what. Worse still, the other acolytes at the temple have had no such dreams and have no idea what yours might mean. There's a commotion at the door, and you spot two familiar figures as they enter the temple, Alviva and Cacophony. 
You've accompanied them on a few missions to help the people of Stormhaven, although you found their motives suspect at best. <laughs> However, your attention is quickly drawn to the heavily injured woman accompanying them into the temple. Cacophony has her arm around the injured woman and supporting her along. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Temple of Ethla. What can I- Oh! Juliana, this woman needs some help desperately. Is there any way you could heal her? Oh, by the goddess. Yes, yeah, of course. Bring her in. Bring her in. Uh, set her down. Uh, we've got some, we've got some cots in the back. Uh, come on, come on. This way. I will follow orders. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Jiliana leads you into the back room of the temple where there are indeed a bunch of cots strewn around. Um, it's not particularly fancy, but it's clean. I mean, we didn't really want to move the pews aside. It would, that would be weird. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that's the thing that would be weird. Yeah. I don't, are you implying something else that would... I don't, I don't nope. know what. Nope, not at all. <laughs> so Juliana um, gets to inspecting the woman uh, and preparing a uh, preparing a cure wound spell. Okay, uh, so burn that spell slot. Yep. <laughs> That's how we do. <laughs> so as you lay your hands on her, you can see that she's got a couple of cracked ribs, a not quite dislocated shoulder to the point where you're you're actually fairly impressed that she wasn't constantly screaming in pain and a uh, sprained ankle and you managed to clear all of this away with that spell i want to gently hold this woman's fingers as she's cured <laughs> cradle them in my palms and as is my want i'm hanging back watching all of this in amazement <laughs> Cacophony, uh, as as Giuliano's working, um, the woman's attention appears to be largely on Giuliana, although she seems a little perplexed by the fact that you're holding her hand, but she's not she's not pulling away. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> my dear, how did you get so badly injured? Oh, uh, my ship crashed. It's not not. Did you see anything fall from the sky recently? Oh, certainly. Everybody's talking about the stars that fell. Right. Hold on, your ship crashed? Yes. Uh, did you crash on the coast somewhere, my dear? We can go back and gather your things if you'd like. I thought you said you found her in the forest. No, it's. It, don't worry about it. It's fine. I'm sure the forests go up to the, <clears throat> the coast at some point. I am not known for my love of geography. <laughs> but I'm, I'm certain that is a thing that happens. If you, follow the, if you follow that path through the woodlands, you will eventually come to a coast. Eventually. So it's quite a ways, <laughs> yes. I'm surprised she was able to make it this far. The woman herself is uh, looking fairly evasive, but she uh, she turns to Cacophony and says, do, do, do you have any idea where exactly they fell? Uh, I, I know the general direction, of course, yes. Yeah, you know that they fell into the swamps to the south. Yeah, they, they fell into some swamps that are that, that way. Um, they're disgusting and they smell terrible, of course. Are you actually interested in going that way, my dear, and seeing if you can uh, win what the adventurers are calling the uh, take of the year? She seems a little alarmed when you mention that other people might be after it, but she says, yeah, I, I need to get down there. And she starts like pawing at a coin purse on her belt and she says, do you know where I can in this town I can hire I can hire mercenaries? Well, dear, let me say you are looking at the best group in town. <laughs> Juliana just kind of waves her hand in the air. <laughs> I and my two companions here have actually helped the locals uh, quite a few times in both getting rid of a living scarecrow that was murdering people and in um and in tracking down an old friend who was near death. 
come to think of it, that that rocks falling from the sky thing has been happening more frequently than I would imagine. I suppose that is true. Uh, the woman seems a little a little perplexed by this, but um, everybody roll an insight check real quick. Oh, okay. Roll twenty. Normal insight. roll ten. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Oh, shit. Juliana sees everything. <laughs> I see all. I have a 23. <laughs> okay. Alviva and Juliana, um, you both notice that this woman gets very, very tense when you talk about things falling from the sky. And you get the feeling that she knows more about that than she's letting on. Cacophony, you notice nothing. You notice nothing. Yeah, I'm very distracted trying to flirt. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, I'm naturally suspicious of things I don't understand anyway, but this woman definitely has got my uh, antenna up. I lower one knee to the ground before her, still clutching her hand, of course. Okay. <laughs> Please, my dear, allow us to aid you. I'd like to think that Juliana and Alviva exchange a glance. <laughs> We're going to hearty boys this up. <laughs> Well, uh, the woman appears to consider this for a moment, kind of squinting at all three of you in turn until she finally says, all right, uh, how soon do you want to head out? We can go at once. I'm very <laughs> bored today. <laughs> Are you uh, able to travel? Now that I'm healed, I should be, although I would like a, a bit of a chance to rest before we leave. Right. Speaking of which, do you know anyone? Is Were you the only survivor? Is there anyone else injured? Is Should I be preparing more spell slots? I can get some of the other acolytes in the church. I was, I was the only survivor from my lifeboat. There might be more. Lifeboat. We should perhaps head back first to make sure no one else has survived unless you don't care about your friends, in which case I do wonder about your priorities, my dear. <laughs> I'm sure if we're heading out into the swamp, I'm sure we'll find them at some point. Excellent. Well, then I'm going to go prepare some bandages and, and medicines. Okay. Uh, you guys also have a chance to purchase supplies before you head out. This bit's for the audience. I don't usually make my players go shopping for, like, rations and tents and stuff because I can't imagine anything more boring. I just generally assume that they have them uh, because they are so inexpensive that they make very little difference economically in the game anyway. Um, that said, if you guys want to go uh, look for some healing potions, you know that there were probably going to be some at Westbrook Curiosities. We do love uh, the Westbrook Curiosities. <laughs> We've been there several times, actually. It's the popular hangout. <laughs> well, for some of us. <laughs> but we're going for others. <laughs> I am not going to be purchasing anything. I have decided that I donated my money. Oh, God. <laughs> you donated your I'm money. I'm sorry? Why don't I believe that? Mm-hmm. And to whom did you donate that money? Pray tell. The poor. The poor? Mm-hmm. The poor. Uh-huh. I have kept exactly 20 gold for myself. You know, you know what institution is great about distributing things to the poor? I will give exactly five to the Temple of Ethel. <laughs> five. Okay, mark off, mark off five gold. Five. <laughs> five gold. Because of a guilt trip, I will leave 35 more. <laughs> Ethel, thanks you for your patronage. Do you have 35 gold to leave with I had them? 140, so I just left 40 total. Okay. <laughs> so what's the plan, guys? Uh, so I, oh, I, Wait, there is, what, there, are, there is some supplies I need to buy. Holy okay. shit. I want to buy a bunch of fancy wine and fancy oh chocolate. 
Okay. Are you sure they have fancy wine at the store? Are you I'm, sure they don't just have red? Uh, it's not necessarily that I have to do it at uh, at that store. I could pretty much go anywhere in town, but it's pretty much a requirement that I get some uh, fancier wine. Okay, cacophony. Uh, roll an investigation ooh, check. Ooh. <laughs> Just to see how well you can manage to find fancy wine and chocolate. 21. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you, you track down a, a, a shop, no problem. I, I very dramatically throw myself at the, the, the owner's feet and I say, oh, God. Sir, it is necessary that I have the fanciest of chocolates and the fanciest of wine within the next five minutes, lest something <laughs> terrible go wrong. <laughs> By the way, we never talked about this this cute little fun character quirk that Aladrin has. So, um, yeah, Aladrin, which is the type of elf that I am. Uh, most most elves will have uh, generally their powers or abilities are related to something like uh, they can teleport. I forget what woodland elves can do, um, but Aladrin are known for being very dramatic emotionally. So they have four main moods. Moods. Uh, there's spring. Uh, they're named after the, the seasons. So there's, of course, spring, uh, spring, summer, autumn, winter. Uh, if I'm in a spring mood, that means I'm feeling very joyful. If I'm in a summer, it's fury, autumn, contentment, winter, sorrow. Each season can give me a single cantrip that I can access for that season. Uh, and the thing is, whatever season I'm feeling, I need to roll either a 1d4 or more if I come up with more. Uh, a 1d4 deciding a personality trait that I have and a flaw that I have for that session. So right now, my personality trait is I have to stock up on very fine food and drink, and I hate going without such comforts. It makes me feel terrible. Uh, and my flaw <laughs> is, I, um, is I give to the point that I leave myself without necessary supplies. So <laughs> that's going to be an interesting contradiction. Yes. Okay. So you're going to have chocolate and nothing else. Chocolate and wine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you managed to purchase about 15 golds worth of, uh, of, of wine and chocolate. Excellent. I immediately put it in my pack. Okay. That bag is not refrigerated, by the way. But it's fine. It's going to get melty. Um. <laughs> I'm going to share it at once, so I am not overly worried. Okay. I also ask if he has any wine goblets that I could carry with me. Perhaps lighter ones. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's one you can get for like two silver. All right. Can I can I get four of them? <laughs> yes, uh, that's eight silver. Excellent. How about a checkered blanket while you're at it? <laughs> well, that would be a grand idea, Juliana. Thank you. Oh, I'm not here. This is just me disapproving from afar. I can hear you, you in hear my head. voice in your head. I hear you in my head. <laughs> Hey-oh. Uh, it must be exhausting being you. Oh, not really, no. Oh, just for everyone else. <laughs> I, I, I dare not speak for the world, my dear. <laughs> can we um yeah are, are we i you know being me uh and having hung back and watched all of this with you know bewilderment i'm wondering are we going to leave anytime soon that depends entirely on you guys well i just went to go pick up some healing supplies i never i i i did not i did not decide to go on this wine quest we've got going on here <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Cacophony, Markov, eight silver, you have four fancy goblets. Yeah, I, I have, no worries. I can't remember how many silver in a gold piece. Ten. Ten, okay, I did it right. After that, what do you guys want to do? <laughs> I'm going to get back together with my friends and pour them some wine. <laughs> okay, so you regroup back at the temple. 
Jiliana, you see Cacophony sweep in, Alviva not that far behind. Cacophony appears to acquire four fancy goblets and a bottle of very expensive looking wine. Is this swamp wine? What 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 is happening here? This is very delicious wine. Here you go, Juliana. Have a goblet and allow me to pour you some. And I, uh, I'm fine, thank you. Yeah, Juliana, please can... try it, dear. I, I I I would very much appreciate it. I'll pass as well. I'm not used to spirits of any kind. I don't think it's a wise idea. I offer it to one of the other clerics in the temple. <laughs> The said cleric kind of takes the, the goblet kind of suspiciously and looks inside to see what's in it. Juliana leans over Cacophony's shoulder and shakes her head a little like, mm-mm, mm-mm, bad idea. I, I pour some into mine and I pour some into this cleric. So I take a gentle sip and I go, isn't the vintage fine? It's at this moment that the uh, the injured woman sits up off the cot, notices the acolyte's uh, sort of hesitance, snatches the goblet out of her hand and just tosses the entire thing back. I love this woman. <laughs> I promptly refill her goblet and go. That is the way to do things, my dear. <laughs> she's she's looking at it like this is a lot nicer than what we usually get. Would you care for some um, care some chocolate to go with it? Sure. I feel like mixing spirits with blood loss is not the best idea. I pull out some chocolate and I gently break it into pieces and I offer the woman a piece. But I'm also only a level <laughs> two cleric, so what do I know? Juliana, Juliana, dear, would you care for some chocolate at least? I understand if you are a bit of a teetotaler. What? Excuse me? I I understand if you're a bit of a teetotaler, but would you like some chocolate? Uh, No, I just, no, I just don't think it's a great idea to get hammered before we wander into a swamp. My dear, it is wine. We are not going to get hammered off a single bottle of wine. Do you think my, my, my ability to drink so low? I was not talking about your ability to drink. Have some chocolate, Diliana. <laughs> <laughs> I'm great, thanks. I'm gonna pack. <laughs> okay, so you head off. Um, you probably already have a healer's kit in your inventory, but if you don't, add one. I probably do. Let's find out. Proficiencies. Where the hell? Yeah, I don't have anything in my items listed, so. Okay, just mark off that you have a healer's kit. It may come up later. Yeah. Uh, In the meantime, uh, the woman uh, takes the chocolate and kind of just hoovers it down in a way that's not really savoring the flavor. Who am I to judge how someone will eat their chocolate? As she's chewing on it, she uh, stretches her hand out to you and says, so if we're going to be traveling together, uh, we should know each other's names. I'm Alana, by the way. Uh, Please call me Cacophony. Juliana. I am Elviva. Right. Excellent. How soon are we heading out? I would like a chance to rest beforehand, but I I can go if we want to go. Rest is probably a good idea. Otherwise, it'll it'll take longer to get through the forest if we have to keep stopping for breaks. Right. What time of day is it? Uh, This is about, you're approaching noon now. The wine adventure took about an hour. Uh, Of course it did. Would you care to sleep for uh, for overnight, my dear? Or do you want to do it at once? I, I will say that many adventurers have already headed out. So that would be my only concern otherwise. Yeah, she seems alarmed by this, and she says, all right, in that case, we should leave sooner rather than later. All right. I am quite prepared. Would you care for more chocolate? I'm good for now. Thanks. Do you need any supplies? We don't have a lot on hand, but uh, we can probably part with a few things. You don't look like you had anything. You can have anything of mine. Mi casa <laughs> is su casa, my dear. Do you have a casa? Wherever I am is my casa. Okay. Uh, she's like, is there anywhere you can buy healing potions from? Certainly, yes. Can you take me there? Yes, of course. Come. 
<laughs> Who else is going with on this? Yeah. <laughs> you sound so resigned. <laughs> Alviva, are you going as well? Uh, what is Lana doing? Uh, going to buy healing potions. She's going? Well, then I'm going with them. Okay. Uh, so you make your way to a familiar location. This is Westbrook Curiosities, which is a uh, curiosity shop that's sort of being crammed into a space that at one point was probably an alley. But somewhere at some point during the expansion of the city, they were like, nope, we're putting a store here now. And uh, inside you see the usual very, very heavily stocked interior of the shop and uh, the mechanical octopus uh, belonging to the owner uh, currently sorting vials on a shelf. What was the octopus's name again? Miss Kitty. (laughs) Miss Kitty, dear, I'm so delighted to see you this evening. Or this afternoon, I suppose. The octopus doesn't really react. It appears to have been given a task and is performing the task. But right. as you uh, as you shout that, the beaded curtain leading to the back room parts, and uh, Ariadne Westbrook, the proprietor of the shop, uh, appears. This is a half-elven woman, uh, dark skin, hair up in a very elaborate bun, and dressed incredibly well. Uh, she's basically in a ball gown, which is an odd choice for running a shop, but <laughs> eh. Ariadne, my dear, we have a new friend and she would care to buy some potions. By the way, dear, have some of this wine. It is delicious. And she pours some into her third goblet and hands it off to Ariadne. Ariadne takes and immediately sort of uh, sniffs the aroma and takes a very delicate sip and says, oh, this is lovely, darling. Thank you. Absolutely, my dear. Now, what was that about healing potions? Our, our, our good friend here, and she is a good friend, I should note, and, and Cacophony makes sure to emphasize that. Um, <laughs> our good friend here is in desperate need of purchasing a few. Ariane sort of does the, the up and down of Alana and goes, hmm, yes, I can imagine she would. Uh, how many were you hoping to purchase? I glance to Elena. Elena's like, how much do they cost? <laughs> Ariane's like, well, normally the price would be 50 gold pieces, but... For a close friend of my dear associates here, I would be willing to lower the cost to 40. To that, Alana kind of like consults her money pouch and goes, I'll take two. For her, I will take one. Please give her three. And I present my 40 gold pieces and promptly put that in Ariadne's hand as well. Okay. By the way, this is tangentially related, Ariadne. Uh, you remember when we did that job for you and there was a rock that fell from the sky? Do you think that's related to what's going on around town? You know, I would not rule it out. If you find any debris that's interesting, I would love to see it. Absolutely. For a woman such as lovely as yourself, we would bring anything back. We would travel to the horizon. We'll see what we can do. <laughs> <laughs> I should note that when I said travel to the horizon, I swirled dramatically, my capelet lifting in the wind and my hair swirling around with me like I was in a Tressa May commercial. <laughs> and I lifted my hand and gestured towards the door. And I, I'm frozen in that pose for about three seconds before I drop it. It's all excellent. Uh, <laughs> all in slow motion, no doubt. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> While everybody else was at normal speed. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So does anybody else want to buy some healing potions while you're here? Yes, I, I guess that's probably a good idea, given that I don't know what we're heading into. And I've I'm going to hand my healing potion immediately to Alana. Okay, so she's got three. So there are 40 gold pieces each. Anyone who's buying them, mark off 40 gold per potion, and then add a potion of healing to your inventory. Okay. Juliana, are you also buying any, or are you good with healing spells? I am the healing potion. <laughs> okay, noted. <laughs> also, I have 55 gold. Noted. 
So are you guys headed out? Yes, I believe it is time. Awesome. Okay, so you guys say your goodbyes to uh, Ariadne and Miss Kitty. <laughs> and you head out uh, through the south gate into the swamps. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, this is a saltwater swamp. Ugh. Yeah, and it is it is hot. The ground is very marshy. There's a lot of bugs. You're finding it's quite slow going. And as the sun begins to set, you come across this tremendous furrow dug in the ground. Like what? something very, very large hit very close to the ground and slid for quite a ways. Mm. That's not great. Alana sees this and she immediately turns to follow the furrow in the ground. I follow as well. Okay. Does it look like some sort of animal? Uh, no, it looks, it's too okay. big to be an animal. This is, this, this is, this is probably something left behind by the fallen star. Uh-huh. Okay. As you're walking, um, by nightfall, you reach the end of the furrow and you see, this is not a fallen star. This is a huge wooden construct, almost 200 feet long. It's in the shape of a bird almost. It's got like sailcloth wings and like tail and like legs, like mechanical legs that appear that they can like roll up or flatten down so that this thing can stand properly. Although currently it's kind of tipped onto its side. The top side of this construct is cut away and you can see what almost looks like the deck of a ship. What is that? No, I've never seen anything like this before. It looks like some sort of wooden bird. I've seen plenty of birds in my day, but nothing like this. I've seen plenty of ships. Yeah, on the side of the ship, you can see the name Kestrel. Kestrel. But that is indeed a bird. Alana immediately speeds up to and, and heads towards this whatever this is. Well, hold on, hold on. We don't know what that is. And everyone roll perception checks. Uh, I got a six. Six? I don't know shit. <laughs> I got a 19. 19? I got a 13. And I guess I know more than, uh, um, more than Jill. But I'm still not quite sure <laughs> what I'm looking at. As, as you kind of start to chase after her, you see rustling in the trees around you. And what leaps out is a horse-sized spider Accompanied by two smaller dog-sized spiders. Alana, my dear, watch out! And I sweep myself between her with my capelet fluttering behind me. I pull my long bow and and arm it. Okay, everybody roll initiative. Are you serious? (laughs) (laughs) Why is it always giant spiders? Always with the spiders, again with the spiders. (laughs) Why are they dog and horse-sized? Why can't they be like... Why can't they be spider-sized spiders? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Cacophony, you got in front. You got in front of Alana. Yeah, I re- I swooped very dramatically in front of her. In fact, Juliana and Alviva, where are you guys? Well, I got a six, so I didn't notice this until it was until they were right on top of us. <laughs> okay, so you're you're pretty far back then. Okay, and Alviva, whereabouts are you? Are we going by perception thirteen? Now, uh, whereabouts are you on the map? Whereabouts am I? Yeah, were you trailing behind or? Oh, I see. Um, I was, uh, yeah, I was pulling up the rear, yeah. I was on their six, so to speak. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, so let me just check everybody's initiative rolls. Cacophony, what'd you get? 21. 21. She's right in there. Juliana, what'd you get? Six? For initiative? Yes. 13. Cool. So, Cacophony, you're up first. 
of course. Um, I would like to do a hold action. I'm going to wait to see which spider is advancing first, and then I will attack it. Okay. I, I, and I, 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 but I, I should note that I draw my rapier with a flourish, and I say, on guard, you horrible beasts. Okay. The very big one, the horse-sized spider, uh, is up first. Uh, it sees something directly in front of it, and it is going to charge you, Ew. which I'm sur- sure would set off your... That is uh, when I shank it, yes. Yeah, okay, roll your attack. Uh, which is my rapier. 23. Oh, yeah, that'll hit. Roll damage. Nine piercing. Nine piercing damage. No damages, resistances. Cool. Uh, that was a that was a good hit. You get a stab right in between the pedipalps, and it shrieks at you. Uh, it is now. I step forward, thrust forward, as if I'm in a fencing tournament, and it's walking down the line at me. It is now going to bite you. Uh, Sixteen versus your AC. Uh, hit. Okay. I think I added my armor class for my new cloak. I yeah, I added I added the bonus. Oh, uh, perfect. After the last session, cool. Uh, so yeah, that is going to oh oof oof okay. Oof. That is 11 piercing damage. Ouchies. Yeah. And uh, three poison damage. Ooh. And I need you to make a constitution oh saving throw. <laughs> I'm going to need some healing. <laughs> FYI, Juliana. Hey, hey. 16. Hey, you bought so many pots. The poison damage is halved to one poison damage. So get two hit points back. I okay. did that wrong. Okay, so it's going to be 12 total. All right. Yes. Oof. <laughs> What's your, uh, so where, how many hit points are you at now? I have five left. God, Lord, I hate spiders. <laughs> um, up next is Elviva. Hmm. Well, I've still got bow drawn, so I think I'm, I've got to protect Cacophony if I can, so I can take a shot at that thing. Okay, so roll the long bow attack. Uh, 21 with four piercing. Cool. Yeah, the 21 will hit, so yeah, that's four piercing damage to the spider. Okay. Can I take another one. shot at him? Uh, unfortunately, no. Um, you get the two attacks with the short swords because you've got one in each hand. You have to use two hands for the longbow, so it's just the one attack. Okay, so I'm going at him again. Nope, you can't take a second attack, but you can move uh, to a better position if you want. Uh, I think that's probably a wise idea. So do you want to get closer or further away? Oh, well, I've got to take this guy on. I'm going to get closer to protect Cacophony. Okay. Yeah, if you move three squares to the north, you can get right up into his face. There? Yep. Okay. And that's your turn? That's my turn. Up next is Alana. She pulls out something that you guys have never really seen before. It's almost like a crossbow, but instead of a bow on the end, it appears to be some sort of metal tube. And as she points it at the spider and fires, you hear the loudest noise any of you have ever heard in your life. It is this concussive bang that echoes through the trees. Wow. What the hell? What? Uh, I'm sorry. What did you say, Alviva? I can't quite hear you. Yeah. Where did that come from? How long have you been holding that back? Oh, what is that? She's going to burn a grip point to uh, get advantage on that. Yeah, that's a 17. That'll hit. And that is eight piercing damage. The spider is not looking happy. It's looking haggard. And Alana is going to move to the east to get a little further away from the spider. Uh, up next is Jiliana. Uh, I am going to cast Guiding Bolt uh, on the horse-sized spider, <laughs> which is a okay. horrible thing to say out loud. Roll, roll your attack. Horse-sized <laughs> spider. Any focus. Uh, that was a 20. 20 will hit. Roll damage. 17. 17 radiant. Oh, Holy shit. 
I hate spiders. <laughs> we can tell. <laughs> Why is it always spiders? <laughs> yeah, and with that, this incredibly powerful radiant blast just slams right into the spider's face. <laughs> basically disintegrating it, and it vanishes from the battlefield. Okay, a little of its corpse remains glitters lovingly. Cacophony, <laughs> next time yes. we let her go first. <laughs> Juliana marches forward to Cacophony and with a, uh, and slaps her on the shoulder with a, uh, with a cure wounds. Cure wounds is an action. You'd have oh, to use healing I'm word. I'm sorry, I meant healing word. Although you can't use two spells in the same turn unless one of them is a cantrip. Okay. Then, uh, then she just marches up uh, next to Cacophony <laughs> to prepare a spell and just sort of gives a death glare to the other spiders. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, up next are the other spiders who are a little surprised at this development. I would bet. The one on the left is going to move in towards Alviva. The one on the right is going to... Uh, Avoid the bright, glowy thing that just disintegrated its fellow and go for Alana instead. <laughs> Probably a smart move. Yeah. can close that window because that, that character's not here anymore. <laughs> Alviva, the one, the one in front of you, is going to bite at you. That is a, oh, that's a crit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> huh? But you are immune to critical hits because you're wearing an adamantine breastplate, so it does not get the extra damage. Oh, that's right. You got that breastplate from our last adventure. So you take two piercing damage mm -hmm. and seven poison damage. Ooh, I'm glad I bought that healing potion. Actually, yeah, you uh, make a DC, uh, make a constitution saving throw, because that'll reduce some of the poison damage. I keep doing this wrong. Constitution. I rolled a 12. 12? Okay. Uh, so that poison damage is halved to three. So instead of seven poison damage, you take three. Okay. So it's two piercing damage and three po three poison damage. Okay, so I'm quite not quite as sick as I was. You're not quite as sick as you were. The other wolf spider is going to attack Alana. Rolled an 11. That will not hit. Uh, she manages to dodge out of the way as this thing lunges at her. Top of the order is Cacophony. Um, the You just saw a giant spider get disintegrated in front of you. There is another one up in Alviva's face, and you are heavily wounded. Uh, I'm going to first healing word myself. Oh, okay. Oh, so you don't need me to help you. You can help <laughs> yourself. It's it's only it's only like one d four of healing, so it kind of would help. But we'll see how I do. So I heal seven. Okay, <laughs> it's better. You're better. <laughs> you're not great, but you're better. And then I'm going to step five foot step and shank a spider. <laughs> okay, roll your attack. I assume a 22 hits. <laughs> yeah, 22 will hit. And 11 piercing. Ooh. So cacophony, a cacophony says, injuries look terrible, dear. And then I swirl, she swirls dramatically around Elviva, standing in front of the While spider, eating. and then brings her rapier down onto its carapace. And you one-shot that spider. It <laughs> is dead. Well, I'm impressed. <laughs> and then I dramatically toss my hair, and it glitters in the wind. Uh, you're not all talk. Mostly talk. Aguda <laughs> has a newfound respect for cacophony. Okay, so do you want to move or you want to stay where you are? Me? I'm going to not that, but I have uh, 25 move left, don't I? Uh, speed, yeah, 25. So um, I will then start moving towards 10, 15, 
20. I will start moving towards Alana. Okay, you are now flanking the spider. Yep. Okay. Uh, up next is Elviva. You just you just saw a spider get stabbed to death right in front of you, very dramatically. Uh, but there is still another one over uh, attacking Alana. Uh, and I want to get over there to help as best I can. Okay, you have six squares of movement. Or can I use my longbow from here? You can use your longbow from here. Hmm. Am I? I am in a weakened condition. Hmm. Let's 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 try the longbow. Ooh, twenty-two. Okay, yeah, that'll hit. Uh, damage is nine piercing. So yeah, you don't kill it, but you hit it really hard. This is a heavily wounded spider. Good. Okay. Now I'll move closer if I may. Yep. You could probably get right oh. up next to it. Yeah. How about over here? Yeah, that'll do. Okay, up next is Alana. Um, she, seeing this thing up in her face, is going to pull uh, a sword, a rapier, and take a swing at it. Uh, rolls a 17, that'll hit, and does nine piercing damage. So she finishes that spider off, but good. <laughs> Leave the convent, they said. Go to Stormhaven, they said. <laughs> <laughs> Travel the world, they said. Silence falls over the battlefield, save for Jillianna's angry muttering. Oh, <laughs> Um, nobody ever said anything about the giant spiders. You can't convert the spiders. You just have to deal with them. Hey, Juliana, my darling. What? Do you know why spiders are like toy tops? Because they never go away? I don't know what we're doing here. Because they're always spinning, my dear. Why did you give me the mental image of spiders again? <laughs> I, I just felt like the moment was there. Was it? It was. It, I, I do believe it was. Alana, how are you feeling? She looks at you and goes, uh, I'm fine. You, you, you look like shit, though. Uh, please, a little bit of blood always makes you look a little bit more dashing, I happen to think. Cacophony. Yes, Juliana. Can you, can, you can you stop talking to me about spiders for five seconds? I, I, I wasn't mentioning spiders anymore. No, just shish, 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 Cure wounds. <laughs> so, so you lay uh, a gentle finger on cacophony's lips and cast cure wounds through it <laughs> oh i do like that <laughs> that is eight thank you okay. i will Get kill myself it points back cacophony <laughs> okay so um with that alana is seems very intent on the giant wooden bird up in the crater and she immediately makes a beeline for it oh come on speaking of awful racket what was that thing <laughs> I, I believe Alviva actually needs healed as well, and then she goes, she goes prancing after Alana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alviva's wondering just how sick am I? <laughs> you're down what? Um, yeah, two piercing damage and three, so you're down five hit points. You're at nineteen currently. Oh, mm. never mind, beefcake. Yeah, she's <laughs> even injured. She's you have fine. more health than me. <laughs> Okay, so uh, Cacophony is following Alana into the uh, to the big wooden bird. Prancing after Alana. Prancing after Alana. My apologies. Thank you. This is Alviva. This is weird, right? This is this this whole thing. This is weird. Uh, everything's been weird since I hooked up with you two. Well, <laughs> okay, <laughs> not a lie. <laughs> that is definitely not a lie. Uh, just take a moment to pat out the flames from that burn, would you? <laughs> I gotta admit, I have never seen anything like this in my sheltered life in the woodlands. <laughs> I'm a little bewildered. Yeah, I think that's the operative word here. 
Yeah, I spring into action when needed, but the rest of the time I'm basically a little bewildered. I mean, I would swear this thing looked like some kind of ship, but what's a ship doing in the middle of a swamp? What's a ship? Gem Jammer is performed by Kit Walker, Annie Creighton, Mackenzie Weaver, and Vicki Sharon, and edited by Jake Mason. Our character art was concepted and illustrated by Rio, who can be found at vriosart.tumblr.com. Our cover art was illustrated by Canary Witch, who can be found at doodlesfromthebird.tumblr.com. Our opening and closing music was composed by Reckoning Storm Audio Works. You can find us on Tumblr at crookedrussiancam.tumblr.com and on Twitter at gemjamcast. If you enjoy Gem Jammer and want to support both this show and other projects, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash thegemjam. I'm escaping to the one place that hasn't been corrupted by capitalism. Space!